beat it mode, bitch. This is beat it movie reviews. Season five. I am Joe Cabello, and I am here with uh, Chris Hosoda. Yeah, so. and nothing much. Uh, Chris doesn't get to hear all the season five sound effects as they happen, um, but they are happening, Chris. They're they're happening every time you talk. I hit the air horn. Uh, so. <laughs> Well, you know, uh, there are there is a soundboard on Discord that I curious if you would hear if I used it. Let's see. Or chat it. Uh, here, here's a little uh, sound effect called Glizzy Overdrive. <laughs> yes, we do hear that. <laughs> this is Beat It Mode, bitch. All right, so season five, totally different. Uh, Even though, you know, something amazing happened between the last uh, recording and this one. Yeah. So uh, for for those of you who have been listening, um, what the fuck are you doing? But uh, for those of you who have been listening, last episode (laughs) was two, three weeks ago. I forget. Chris was gallivanting across the country. (laughs) I don't know what the hell he was doing. Yeah. could make a joke about it, but I made the joke already in a previous episode, so I'm not going to make it. Uh, for those who have listened to the show, you know the joke. They're like, we don't, but don't bother. Uh, but we changed to season five because the writer's strike was still going on. We couldn't uh, hire our writers. We usually do you know, bring guest stars on, but they didn't want to come on anymore because they can't really promote their work. You know, we've had, like, Optimus Prime and uh, Dame Judy Dench. I'm not sure if we had her, but we had someone like her, you know? Sure, yeah, definitely. Like an old bitch or something. At least. And, uh, <laughs> wait, I didn't hit the sound effect in time to really make that play, but it did come in. And we'll get those hooked up for you. But we changed to season five, which is our radio talk show style, beat it mode, bitch. And, uh, but in that time... Like a week after the writer's strike ended. Yeah. So they reached a deal. Over. Um, and now we had to make the difficult decision. Do we hire the writers back or not? And uh, Yeah, because, uh, you know, congratulations to the writers. They got their, totally. uh, they got their payout. And now Ooh. that they can come back, we actually will not be hiring writers anymore. Yeah. So that way we could save. Yeah, it I you know and um to to say with Chris, you know, congratulations to the writers. You got what you were owed. We are famously anti-union, but we do want to congratulate someone who's won. <laughs> um so, you know. Um, can't be a sore loser. <laughs> but uh we we really um Realized how much how much it was eating a hole in our pockets because uh, we started the show in 2019 or maybe 2020, late 2019, and um, since then we've made about 23 dollars in ad revenue, which is really that's already that's gone. We spent it on airhorn uh, dot wave. <laughs> airhorn effects. We you know they said you can use the airhorn effect 
it's free on the internet we said no need to go we want to get someone to record our own yeah i want to see what is dame judy dench's right to hit the arrow horn button it's like you don't need to act or anything you just need to hit the arrow horn button and she couldn't do it her fingers all trembling do i have something against her (laughs) and the show has obviously changed even tone than before People are like, you guys used to, like, say funny things about, like, the characters you were from the movies and stuff. And now you're just talk shit about older women, Um, which is something we're going to do a little more consistently. I think we should. (laughs) Yeah. What's up their name? She was knighted. So they call her Dumb Judy Dench. (laughs) Dumb Judy Bitch. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Yeah, with that, <laughs> we, maybe we should hire the writers. Well, we haven't really made a decision, right? Because we could still always hire the writers. Hey, for the listeners, we want you to hit us up. Do you like season five or should we go to season six? <laughs> Sadly, I'm having a lot of fun season five. And please, I know you want to send these, but we will not cancel the show. No matter how oh, yeah. many times you comment that, we'll not cancel. Yeah, that's not going to happen. They're like, well, season five seemed to have like a lot fewer episodes and less frequency. If you go to season six, can you please just do less even than that? <laughs> We're like, no. This is, uh, this is like how trees breathe in CO2 and release oxygen. We it's- breathe in oxygen and we release a bad podcast. Yes. That's <laughs> it's perfect. just our nature, you know? Yeah. It is nature. It's part of photosynthesis and all that. Strong it's word. Uh, but, yeah, what the fuck is going on? Uh, first, First-time listeners of the show are loving this. And they're going to go back yeah. to old episodes and be like, wow, I don't know about these ones, but this one is good. Uh, we review movies. We talk about movies. Um... And today we are talking about Gareth Edwards' new movie, The Creator, a movie about AI with John David Washington. You may have seen the trailers for. So that's going to be our main review. Um, and then we're going to, or before that, we're going to talk about some things we've been watching. Uh, but Chris, you know, season five, it doesn't matter. Season six, it doesn't matter. Whatever season, we still have the same theme song. What is yes. it? What are people here? Yes. Uh, our theme is Queenie Pie by our very good friend Davis. Yup, it's an awesome song. He's an awesome guy. And uh, we support him in everything he does. Yeah. Criminal or otherwise. Uh, (laughs) That bit was better when the writers were here. I gave up on it like halfway through. What can you do? Old habits, old bits die hard. So let's get into it. Chris, I know you've been watching a lot of interesting things, to say the least. So I'm going to throw the yeah, ball to you. Yeah. Well, we could, do, we could talk about something that we both have been watching. Uh, Should we? Because that's the good one. Or which one are you oh, going to no, put no, up? No. Sorry, okay. a different one. Yeah. yeah, okay. I'm going to talk about the, uh, the new Star Wars show, Ahsoka, for our uh, Beat It Sokolong. <laughs> we didn't even name it that's a, yeah and you know what we kind of like got the watch alongs were getting tough yeah because then yeah. we were watching we were like watching along to these shows that were really 
like not even worth discussing and um yeah so the ahsoka long uh, where are you at on it uh, i am caught up to the seventh episode now so i think there's just one more yeah right yeah have you been so you've been watching it all now yeah i'm up to seven as well watched okay. it all watched it weekly yeah, what are your thoughts on it? Because um, I think when we checked in, yeah, you'd watch seen, like, two of the episodes. Two. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I am uh, enjoying it enough to continue watching. And, uh, I think it feels very much like a the show you would assume they'd make when they said they were going to make live action Star Wars show. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is very much because the other ones, since they've all been Mandalorian focused, they're just not about force powers much. And then, yeah, this one, it's got or main story, too. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, this one, it's interesting because uh, I guess I'm assuming people would really like it if they Star Wars. Rub. Yeah, I guess so, because it is it is a a sequel to it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, which is interesting. So, not having any reference for those characters, I'm having a, a just a fine time watching it. I think it's just kind of an average show. I just think that Ahsoka seems way too stoic and boring. But everyone else is interesting. It's... Also, uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, being, her time is being wasted. Mm-hmm. Uh, what were we going to say? Yeah, I, I'm with you there that uh, she's probably my biggest problem with the show is um, yeah. Rosario Dawson's Ahsoka character. Because um, I'm I'm enjoying it. I I don't think it's great. I don't even know if I'd recommend it uh, generally. You know, maybe it's somebody who's like into Star Wars or would, or, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, I watch most of those. They're pretty good. So I got to go for it. But I am enjoying it. Um, it has started to get into feeling like a fun Star Wars world story um, after yeah. kind of the slogginess of the first two episodes. So really enjoying it. But yeah, there's like, she's not the cool, she's not as cool as I need her to be, even <laughs> though, yeah. and at the cost of being, trying to be cool too. It's not like she's uh-huh. a dork. Like the one yeah. dude, the one Jedi that they find on the the planet yeah that guy's a dork he's not cool but he's interesting you yeah, know like you're like oh, of, i want to like see what's fun because he's kind of just a, a unique force wielding character that's like i'm not going to use a lightsaber but i'm a jedi which is something i don't think we've really seen in any of the yeah i mean i guess they always well not really the guys from rogue one but because they weren't they didn't have the force but they were kind of like they they thought they did yeah (laughs) like because they're blind they're blind it's one character who's blind you know those blind (laughs) aliens from rogue one do you remember the movie at all but uh yeah he's he basically just thinks he's pushing people away with force powers and stuff because he can't see it everyone's like his friend's like no dude you're yeah you totally have the force because you reached at him and he like he was gone so yeah and he i think he like chants something right so that's like 
all of his friends signal to pretend like they don't see him when he yeah. does something embarrassing <laughs> or he like goes to the bathroom to take a shower and forgets to bring a change of clothes he needs to walk back through his by his roommates and he's naked he just chants it full erection oh, like, like dude why yeah. it, it didn't go away while you were walking <laughs> what's going on uh but yeah, um, but yeah you could be a yeah. silly character and be cool you know or like you want to watch but yeah there's something just really not fun about her character yeah it's it's i guess it seems like some people that are like diehard fans of of uh the old show that she's in were wondering what happened to her character because she was very like emotional and kid she was she's obviously a kid in it versus this this show but that's kind of like what was important about her character yeah yeah she was very like precocious and like a good match for anakin Uh uh-huh the young like brash anakin not the not the vader as we know him yeah but yeah i don't know it's interesting all the flashback stuff that they're Mm -hmm. doing they're doing specifically in that one episode that stuff seemed like a cool thing to do even though it wasn't like really amazing yeah, you cut out a little bit. Um, oh, really? In one word, yeah. Oh, yeah, my bad. I think my uh, my gain got turned down like all the way. Oh, my God. Now the whole episode's off. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> um, the sound effects have been insanely loud, uncomfortably loud. Yeah. And and over me the entire time, too. Yeah, constant. I'm just clicking that yeah. sound effect button. Every time you see me open my mouth, yeah. you're pressing it. Um, but, uh, yeah. yeah, the one, the, the Anakin episode where she fights him in the spirit world or wherever, um, that episode yeah. was a little weird though. Cause that part was pretty cool. Um, uh-huh. and then that part ends and there's another half of the episode. <laughs> so you're just like, yeah. okay, that's, is anything getting cooler than that? <laughs> and then it doesn't. So that one's kind of a weird episode. Yeah, it's always it's also weird. They have a flashback where uh, Anakin tries to kiss her. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember that part in, in the original show. Come, come on, Ahsoka. It, it's don't worry about the powder dynamic. Me too's not a thing yet. <laughs> it's a thousand years <laughs> ago. Okay. Uh, that would be really funny if George Lucas, for some reason he's still at the helm of the, of these. So, you know, it's an aging guy writing all them. And you could see like a lot of his injecting of like being very like regressive and like anti-trans and anti. Uh, oh yeah. He's <laughs> just like JK Rowling. It. Yeah. He's like hardcore boomerang. Uh, yeah. He wouldn't though. He seems like a sweetheart. That's something <laughs> we would probably do on this show. Oh, right. More than, yeah. As a, Definitely. As we're doing this at age uh, 67 <laughs> in a fallout shelter, uh, which is what you call your apartment, which you've decorated from the game fallout. Cause you love it so much. Yes. yes. It's, this is vault uh, 69 over here. Bring back the writers, but yeah, Ahsoka, <laughs> one more episode. 
Um, yeah, I'm excited to see where it ends because Thrawn is a pretty interesting villain, even though he's like just classic villain. I'm like, all right, yeah. this guy kind of rocks. Yeah, I wish the he was called Throb instead. <laughs> uh, also, Ray Stevenson is great in the show. Uh, as this, yeah. as like a, a Sith that's like not really a Sith. It's like he's always just weird. He's just a pissed Jedi, I think. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that he's like, like a, a grown up incel, that's <laughs> like maybe I did go the wrong path. Maybe I did, but I'm doing it. So yeah, it's they. It's kind of cool how they set him up as more powerful than Ahsoka. Like yeah. the the character that we're following and think is very strong. Mm-hmm. They're both just like, Yeah, you can't beat me. And she's like, Yep. Bye. <laughs> oh, also one other one last thing is the uh the Night Sister chick looks like she's just like a cosplay character. Which and it, like the... really the the Sith side or Empire side, the one that's like working for Thrawn. And she has like the she does like the magic and stuff. Oh, like with the red robes. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But the, the she just looks like a person that's like cosplaying. It's really weird. <laughs> Her costumes look weird. It looks. I think she's wearing a wig, and that's what is throwing me oh, off. Oh, it's like a uh, bad wig. Yeah, yeah. Wig. <laughs> well, yeah, that's Ahsoka. We've been watching that. We'll talk about yeah. how it wraps up, and you know if it if we think it puts star Wars TV uh, back on track at all, because it's off track. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Even the people who have been enjoying the shows are like, yeah, I don't know what's going on though with that. <laughs> uh, dope. Ahsoka. Um, just want to shout out real quick a show. Uh, I saw the trailer for, then saw it popped up on Hulu, uh, and was excited both times. And that's the Golden Bachelor. So oh the yeah, Golden that's Bachelor. Out, right? Yeah, it's out. Oh, this okay. is the classic show, The Bachelor, but it's with a seventy-year-old guy, the Golden Bachelor, which feels really inevitable. Like this, it well, feels like why didn't you do this sooner? What they should have done is, I'm assuming they say the Golden Bachelor, but really it's just the Bachelor from the first season. But, but he's it's been now so long <laughs> that he's now 70 years old. It's can't be like, the, I mean, obviously not 70, but he's probably got to yeah. be 40 or 50 because that show's been on for like 20 years. Yeah, right. It's kind of crazy to think that, but uh, yeah, this one, this show feels so. Like, of course, a bunch of older people watch The Bachelor, and they're going to want to see their demographic shown. Like, And then everybody else is curious about seeing that. So it just yeah. seems like the inevitable uh, conclusion. Probably not the conclusion. This is probably going to open the doors for a lot of horrible uh, Bachelor types. The AI, the AI bachelor. And Chat GPT is figuring it out. A new algorithm. <laughs> there could be everything. Um, the bestiality bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> what Have you watched any of it? I watched yet? the first episode, yeah. Okay. So how are the... Uh, how's the talent? The, uh, yeah, how's the talent show? 
Um, it, I mean, you get a lot of like big personalities. Um, okay. But it seems like they're all definitely like more mature, you know, uh, than the usual people you get. Okay. I think there's still gonna yeah. some craziness there, you know. Uh-huh. But I'm just curious, like you know, they're they're older, but also like I feel like a lot of older people like that will just become shameless and like their horniness and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Which would make it for funny TV too. And so I'm curious, like, are there a lot of uh, older women on there that are just like, we need to fuck? You know, like I, I, there's not a, so much of that or I even think anything too much like that. But uh, okay. there has been a lot of, like, makeout and kissing scenes, you know, as he meets the girls and does one-on-ones with them. Um, uh-huh. So... Yeah, it definitely, like, shows you that there is no difference in a lot of ways between the ages, but there yeah. also are. Like, it's it's kind of, uh, it's weird. It's You'd have to see it to see, like, oh, yeah, they... Well, I'm sure what it, a lot of it is, like, uh, do you have a, did you have a uh, retirement fund set up? Mm-hmm. You know, they're trying to figure out if, uh, what they're their exit game (laughs) can i get your money uh but (laughs) oh yeah what was i gonna say about that um uh, a a lot of the people they've been married and their partner died because they're older and that happens so i think that's like vastly different than someone in the normal bachelor who they're just like i'm 22 and i want to meet a random guy one guy that i'm gonna fight for other women with versus you're like you know what i've kind of already done love the the right way and i'm i'm lonely i want to just take this chance because i i realize that life is short like fuck it yeah you know so i think there's just a difference there not that everyone has lost someone but Uh uh-huh everyone there's been around you know like they've made certain life mistakes oh yeah is there a character that's like oh i'm 70 i'm a virgin (laughs) Uh, i think it's just sealed shut now you need (laughs) maybe a a small uh plastic cutlery knife could uh, (laughs) one of the the membrane one of the women is like uh i've had uh eight husbands (laughs) Uh, and then and then you find out like they've all died mysteriously and she's just like a serial killer (laughs) that'd be a sick one Oh, you know, it's kind of bad about it is uh, there's Jimmy Kimmel's aunt is in it, <laughs> which, okay, which I guess she's a character on his show, you know, uh-huh. and his actual aunt, I'm assuming. Okay. But so it's like this cross promotional thing where, you know, she's not going to win. And she's even like, oh, I just told my son to get me on the show because I thought, why not? And she like <laughs> looks totally different than all the other women. Like, okay. I don't know. She looks, she looks exactly like Jimmy Kimmel, but is a woman. She looks like someone who uh, wouldn't normally get cast for a dating show or be on TV. I'll put it that way. Okay. Well, the other women, well, certainly or- older, you're like, oh, yeah, you're all gorgeous. You're all uh-huh. incredibly put together and whatnot. And we're sorry, happens, Jimmy Kimmel's on. The only crossover we have is Jimmy Kimmel's aunt watches our show. Or listens oh, to our yeah. show. <laughs> What, what uh, the fuck? Shit. Throwing her headphones <laughs> down. Could happen. Awesome. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Go- Golden Bachelor. I wouldn't say 
Uh, it's worth watching the first episode just to kind of see those little differences between how if you watch The Bachelor normally. But right. I wouldn't say it's hooked me. Um, Not into uh, older women, too. You know, if you're if you're really into like older women in their sixties, <laughs> 70s, the show's perfect. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Finally, a reality it. show for you, for those guys. <laughs> <laughs> what is the what is the terminology for that? Because I know it's like cougar is like still too young t- for them, right? It's like yeah, I think I've heard one before. And it was it like snow leopard or something. Uh, <laughs> no, they have. I don't think I've heard it because that would have stuck out to me. I would have been like, oh shit, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna use that. But I think that only a- applies if you're going after younger. The cougar is if you're going after that's younger. That's true. Ones. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So they don't consider themselves that type right. of thing. But cool. yeah, oh, there's a host too who's just like kind of a oh, hunky yeah. young guy. He's in it so little, uh, you know. They're like, keep this <laughs> motherfucker away. <laughs> I, I don't need this heat, you know. Like this That's guy funny. is. Uh, all the ladies are gonna want this guy. Um, there's already more Golden Bachelor talk than I wanted or needed <laughs> to get into, but that's that. Yeah. Chris, what else you've been watching? Some of the other stuff, real quick. So. Uh, one of the reasons I, w- I was out uh, a couple weeks ago is because I went to New Zealand for a week on, nice. like, a last-minute trip. Uh, but um, I, on the plane, I watched three movies uh, besides Into the Spider-Verse. Or, yeah, Into the Spider-Verse and Across the Spider-Verse again. But uh, I did watch um, Guy Ritchie's The Covenant. His his new uh, oh, yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal white savior war movie about yeah. you know he goes he's fighting in the Middle East and a translator saves his life and he goes oh I need to go back and save his and then uh, there's no more war in the Middle East spoilers at the uh, end of the movie <laughs> they fix everything uh, no but I mean it's a good movie I mean solid acting Jake Gyllenhaal obviously amazing actor. I just think that it's kind of like, based on a true story, it kind of reminds me of like that Peter Berg movie that's about a lone survivor with Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, never saw it, but a little familiar okay. with it. it it's it's kind of like that movie, except this movie has way less shooting in it. You know? Okay, is it and not very that, action? No, because it's what happens is, you know, the true story is about. A guy's like squad pretty much gets wiped out except for the translator who saves this man's life and takes him across like on foot basically carries this guy so to avoid like Taliban and stuff and Mm -hmm. and eventually saves his life after like I think uh, weeks of time go by where he's like feeding him water and trying to get him to his base that's super far away uh but yeah, so it's, I mean, it's more of like a, you know, a heartwarming military movie than than anything and else. But, it's no Snatch. But overall, yeah, no. No, it's definitely not Guy Ritchie back. It, you know, if, if you watched it not knowing it was a Guy Ritchie movie, you probably couldn't tell it was a Guy Ritchie Which is yeah, kind of weird. Doesn't seem because like the one. last couple ones he's doing, he's done, have been very... Guy Ritchie esque. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's true. He's uh and he's been putting putting it out. 
yeah, one a year for for like five years. All of COVID has not affected him whatsoever. Yeah. I feel like it's increased his power. He's like, oh, COVID's happening. All right, I'm gonna make it easy movies. Yeah. In some ways, you know, uh, I do think it has cheapened him because, like, they started coming out, and yeah. I'm like, do I really need to see this guy? There's a guy Ritchie movie every year, and then, you know, a lot of them are like, okay, they're yeah. like, you don't need to see that. Yeah. Well, you know, that's the thing. It's like uh... he rips his headphones off. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's Guy Ritchie pre Madonna. You know, that's what it mm. is. He just he's a different director now than he once was. All of, I feel like all of his movies have just paled in comparison to his his original batch of amazing, complicated storylines. But anyways. Yeah. Uh, they're still fun. The other movie them. I watched, yeah, they're always a good time, for sure. One of the other ones I watched was an actual New Zealand movie called Coming Home in the Dark, which I had bought on Vudu like two years ago. But never got around to watching. Cause I, but I heard good things. Uh, it's about um, basically this like family trip. These This couple and their two kids are going into the wilderness in New Zealand. And they get confronted by two random uh, like wandering men who take the, kidnap them. And then it's this kind of tense thriller where they're trying to, you know, escape these these weird men. Uh, but the only problem with this movie, okay, is it's very strange, and I kind of want to just spoil what happens in the very beginning of this spoil movie because it. I don't spoil think anyone, it. yeah. So the beginning of this movie, right? The premise: it's they have two kids, and they're like fifteen and sixteen year old boys, okay. Uh. The very beginning, the the men approach them, say, you know, hold them at gunpoint, and then a car drives by, and they're like, "That this is probably when you wish you had done something to try to escape. And the guy just shoots the two kids and kills them immediately. Wow. Just dead. Instantly dead. No, no question, oh, are they still alive? Could they have survived? Blah, blah, blah takes the wife and and uh husband what the and then like the rest of the movie they don't really try to escape enough to where you give give a shit about any characters anymore it's like uh if if you were the a mother whose children were dead mm-hmm. you would not care about living you would just want to hurt this guy like yeah fuck it he's clearly going to kill you too so just fuck it what the nothing else matters and so the whole movie is just really frustrating and, and kind of silly because it, it devolves into like, oh, actually, they knew who the man was that they kidnapped and they want revenge over something that he witnessed them do. He witnessed them being abused at like a oh an orphanage and he left and didn't abuse them himself, but thought like, this is awful. I'm out of here. And they're, they're like, torturing him over that. He, he's like, well, I don't want to see what you did to the abuser. And they're like, oh, actually, we don't even think about <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, wait, oh. The, the abuser? We should get yeah. him. Yeah. It's, it's so bizarre. It's really fucking weird, man. Um, 
So yeah, that <laughs> I didn't I didn't particularly enjoy this movie much uh, because yeah, it just felt like they kill the kids early, and then it's like, why should I care about this old fuck who also kind of did something, witnessed something shitty, and didn't do anything about it? So like, who cares then? It's yeah, like, it's it's like it's, it's just misery. Yeah, and then and point. like, and the the bad guys are also just killing people willy nilly, like that try to like get in their way and stuff, you know. So it's like you're not just gonna punish this guy because he did something bad. Like you're killing innocent people. Yeah, you're just bad, including guys. children. Like that <sighs> clearly, you're making the cycle far worse than he ever did. Yeah, that's so like what the fuck is it even? It's too much. Yeah, I don't. Uh... Yeah. I don't like when movies do that. Uh, yeah. It's not It's not even exactly like fridging, you know. It's uh-huh. like this, this other thing where, I don't know, it's like ruins the person's life so much that you're just like, well, fuck. I don't, like, I don't want to see this couple survive because yeah. that's not a life. They're going to like, be traumatized <laughs> for the rest of their life with this fucking murder of their children. Like, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So strange choices in that movie um and then the the third movie i watched on the plane was primal which was a uh, straight to streaming uh nicholas cage movie where oh, yeah. he's uh he catches wildlife to bring to zoos and so he catches um a white jaguar one of the rarest animals you know uh and he has to take it on a boat to a zoo in america and on that boat, it just so happens there was a, a fugitive caught. So they're putting him as a prisoner on the boat to ship him over to America as well. And, of course, the prisoner escapes. Uh, and the prisoner is played by uh, Kimi from Lost, if you remember him. Yeah, he's villain. awesome. Uh, Kevin Durant, awesome dude. Uh, but, yeah, so this uh, Famke Jack, uh, Jansen is in this movie also as, like, a, a military medic. That's on the boat with him. And uh, basically the, the killer escapes and like lets out all of his animals onto the boat. And wow. it's it's a very low budget movie. But you hear that and you're like, oh, wow, there's going to be like a lot of animals being dealt with. And it's like, no, not really. Not yeah. pretty, pretty much not at all. Well, uh, the, I, the, I, jag- <laughs> the Jaguar is like not even really an issue. Like it's pretty much the whole movie. We have the Jaguar for uh, a day. Let's get one shot yeah. of it. The people... You know, just like The Walking Dead, the people are the true monsters. True. But uh, but anyways, this movie was actually pretty fun and just like totally cheesy and silly. And uh, it's it is what it needed to be, you know. So I did enjoy it. It's I think it's probably on some sort of streaming service. But yeah, it's just Nick Cage being a cheesy like shithead who's like. I'm not a good guy, but he's really a good guy. You know, he's really a sweetheart. Come on. Yeah, that sounds like it could be a cool premise with a bit more money, make it more about the animals. Yeah. You know, have some more animal scenes. Uh But But yeah. Yeah. What else have you been watching? Uh, You know what? I, I watched a little bit of one movie, about half of it. The Machine, starring Burt Kreischer stand-up comedy. yeah that's on like netflix now yeah it came out on netflix and i was like all right i'll i'll check this out because i kind of (laughs) talk shit about it coming out and (laughs) 
You know, I think uh, it's kind of a miscalculation of of how charming Burt Kreischer would be in a on a movie or to watch. <laughs> like, okay, like it's not very good, and maybe it could be fun if he was uh-huh. a more likable like guy. But I just don't think he's that. <laughs> at least for me, maybe yeah. I'm just not well, a big fan it, of. I understand. Like, he doesn't seem like he's the leading man type of guy. Right. Yeah, not even in a comedy way, you know, either. Uh-huh. Um, and it's kind of weird because it is him playing himself. Yeah. And the whole intro credit sequence is about how successful he is and has become. Okay. <laughs> like it even shows charts of his real podcast rising up in the ranks and things. <laughs> and there's a reason for it narratively. It's because, oh, that's how the bad guys find out about him uh, is okay. because of his fame. Uh, so uh-huh. it makes sense, but it's also like ick, and yeah, it's, it's not. It's kind of gross. Yeah, and it's it is that uh, type of like comedy movie where you're not sure who it's for. If it's supposed to be like more of a PG thirteen family comedy or be rated R, because it's just kind of like corny at times. But then there's you know a guy punching a guy through a th- his throat and like violent okay. comedy oh, wow, like that okay. and stuff. Um, so I'm just like, I don't really know what this is for. Like if, if it's really like MacGruber, uh-huh. you know, like be as funny as that, but it's seeming yeah. like it wants to be a, um, Oh, wh- what was that movie? Um, yesterday. It feels like you're trying to do yesterday oh, with yeah. violence. It's not that bad, but okay. uh-huh. yeah, I, I just don't know if he is someone that I want to see as like the main character of a movie. And yeah, I wish it was a lot funnier. So I, I didn't finish it. It does star the one guy who was in. Um, he play, usually plays like a young shithead guy, and he yeah, was I was in, gonna say Jimmy Tatro, right? Yeah, he was Isn't in uh, Scan Vandals. Yeah. Um, yeah, Jimmy Tatro. That's why I was gonna ask: Is he, how is he in it? Because he just plays a younger version, right, of Burt Crusher. Yeah, I mean, he's got his moments. I just don't think like. The script is really there with anything too funny. There, there's one part where uh, he meets some Russian guys and they're like, "Oh yeah, we hear you're funny. Like, do your joke." And then he just does Austin Powers impressions, and they're like, <laughs> "Yeah, you're so fucking funny." Um, oh, I kind of like that, but that's great. Uh, but yeah, it does. Part of me hates uh, that I hate this movie because I do think like stand-up comedians getting movies in theaters it's fun like you know this is how we get happy gilmore billy madison you know when it hits but it i don't know if and it's not really like it doesn't feel like anybody's swinging they're all like safe movies like even um sebastian maniscalco's for my father movie i really like his stand-up but you could tell oh you're trying to get an all-ages audience with this like i want to see somebody fucking attack and be funny you know, I guess like yeah. Amy Schumer is the one who's done that the most and best most recently. Uh huh. Yeah. They just uh, need to bring more SNL sketches to movies. Yeah, true. What do they got? What's it's October, dude. Make a David S. Pumpkins uh, mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. <laughs> It'll. It would probably end up starring Pete Davidson as David S. Pumpkins and uh, Tom, Tom, uh, Tom. That's his yeah, name. Yeah, right? Tom. 
he would uh he would be in like five minutes of it yeah uh but yeah um, that's the machine sorry to talk shit about it okay. but it just didn't didn't hit <laughs> uh let's see i did watch no one will save you did you see did you watch it you only said you watched part of it no i only watched part of it um yeah just because i was like oh this is gonna be a no talking slow movie and right now i'm kind of doing things around the house i shouldn't watch this here but yeah what's okay. tell us about that yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. It's it's on Hulu. It's an alien invasion movie, um, starring uh, Caitlin Deaver. And it's like there's no talking, the whole movie. The aliens, it's it's interesting. I think the ending is not very good, but I felt like there was like ten false endings in this movie, where mm-hmm. it was like, okay, now it's over, and I was like, there's more. And it's like, now it's over. There's fucking more. Yeah. Uh, but you know what I love about alien movies is how fucking dumb aliens are. In this movie, <laughs> there's some fucking dumb aliens. And it's great. Uh, the alien designs are really cool. I think that's probably the best part about it. It's the effects for the aliens oh, and how they look is cool. There's like a couple different kinds of aliens. They have like variations. Some of them have like different abilities and stuff. Which, I mean, and I feel like it sounds cool, but you might watch it and be like, this isn't cool enough for the rest of the movie. Yeah, because what is, I mean, that makes it sound like it's a, you know, uh, home invasion style movie. Yeah, it is is very much like an invasion of a small town type of movie and thriller uh, alien invasion movie. And she fights like three or like four different like versions of the aliens throughout the movie. And uh, there are, some of them are very big and some of them are very small. But but yeah, the, the end is kind of weird because the end feels like it defeats the purpose of the the like hero's journey in the movie. Oh, and it's kind of ambiguous, but also very not ambiguous in that it seems like it's saying one thing, but that thing is stupid. So yeah. <laughs> Do you but anyway, it's in the same world as Ten Cloverfield Lane. Yeah, and that's that's the thing is like it could be something like that too, almost you know it could be similar to that one or a, a Quiet Place even. Mm-hmm. And it, it's funny because it's like a Quiet Place, but a Quiet Place there's even talking. This movie there isn't. Yeah, so none at all. It's quieter. This movie is a quieter place <laughs> technically. Uh, but yeah, so that's on Hulu. No one will save you. I've heard great things. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, it it's, came up a lot. It's in a solid movie. Yeah. Well, what else have you been watching? Well, should we talk about big new show, the good one, the watch along? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, let's talk about the favorite thing I've watched in the last like month. I think. Yeah, so this is Gen V. It is the spinoff series to The Boys on Amazon Prime. We're big fans of The Boys. Uh, Every season, we're like, okay, they somehow did it again. Uh, And going into this show, I was worried, like, okay, can they keep the magic of the show? Will it feel like just a ripoff of the show or not enough like it? Um, Yeah. Because even, like, the I only watched a little bit of the animated show. Oh, yeah. Um, and thought that was fine, but kind of felt like, okay, what is the boys at this fucking point? 
Like, uh-huh. is it just anything in this world? I guess that's fine, but... Yeah, um, it's just, like, the most fucked up things that can happen to superheroes. Yeah. Essentially. Um, but then this show comes out. It's like, okay, got to try it. I'm excited for it. Uh-huh. So what, what did you think of Gen V? Which, yeah, as of this recording, I was three stoked. episodes out. Yeah, three episodes out. I, I was excited just because X-Men is, like, my favorite type of superhero stuff. And so to for it to be like a school of of heroes in training, that just seems like a perfect fun idea for the type of dark humor that the boys has. Uh, and yeah, so I, I'm absolutely loving the show. I just think that even just the first episode by itself, I was like, this is fucking awesome. This is really mm-hmm. it's really fun. I feel like the characters are a lot more appealing in that they're not all like cynical shitheads yeah. who have already <laughs> been fucked over enough, you know, to, to know that the world is fucked. So it's, it's kind of fun to see that aspect of it. And it also is just fun that the characters are more likable and hopeful. And uh, by the third episode, they kind of like have a camaraderie that's like, Oh, this is I like where this is going. Mm-hmm. Yes, and and it's not just drama between. It's like not just teen drama of like, oh, they lied about me and betrayed me. It's like they're they're becoming friends and being like, hey, what if we uh, stick together because all of us have shitty parents? Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> uh, that's way more compelling to me. So yeah, I I'm really loving it so far. How about how about you? Uh, yeah, I love it. You know, like you said, these are just like different character types, uh, young, hopeful and, you know, kind of playful, innocent and uh, good hearted. And extremely eventually. emo, <laughs> you know, you know, you it's a it's an adult version when there's a character that can cut themselves when they're upset. But it's also because it's their power. Yeah. Like this, the metaphors are so (laughs) in your face. There's a, the girl who shrinks by throwing up and her mom taught her how to do it. And it's just like, so in your face of, uh, of eating disorder issues and stuff. Um, yeah, but it works. Cause that's the thing about the boys. Like we've talked about going into each season. It's like, dude, this post superhero stuff. Uh, are we over it? And then they give it to you, but give it to you in just the most delicious way that you're like, oh yeah, this is this is awesome. This is perfect. Um, so yeah, I was re- really enjoying all three episodes. It is so the boys in the style of like violence and horrible shit happening and people making terrible mistakes. Uh, so that's all there. Uh, the powers are plenty weird and you know super like metaphorical i mean there's somebody who uh, change their powers they can change from a girl or a boy and it's like this in your face trans allegory yeah and you're like oh my god this is so like you didn't even try to like make it more discreet or subtextual (laughs) they literally changed to boy or girl and their parents hate that yeah well and you know what's funny too with that that character is that uh it seems like when they're a boy, their power is that they're like hard as a rock or something. They're like stone. 
mm-hmm. and then when they're a girl, they have like telepathic powers to like push away. Oh, that's I what didn't at least it that. seemed like when she was when they were fighting Golden Boy. Mm-hmm. That every time Golden Boy had punched them as a boy, they like wouldn't move. But then when they're in their girl form, they would like shoot like blast out of their hands to like push them away okay i wasn't sure it's... yeah what the powers were because i was like this is getting a little complicated because it can change gender and is indestructible and does other things <laughs> like what the hell but that yeah. makes sense if the different genders have different powers yeah but yeah it's um... so it's so in your face and blatant it's it's fantastic for that yeah and I, I feel like some of the characters are just very lovable right out of the gate. Even, like, the Golden Boy character, I enjoyed that they – you see a trailer for it and you and you hear his name and you're like, oh, so he's supposed to be, like, the Homelander-esque yeah. character. And then you see him in that first episode and you're like, oh, this guy is just really fucked up. And, like, it's, it's way more interesting because he's yeah. just – got depth to his character but uh and he's a good guy you know, yeah like so you know yeah. he's fucked <laughs> like, okay, yeah. uh true yeah they're nailing it yeah i i don't want to speak too much to it just because i think people should watch it and see like some of the crazy shit that happens yeah. in the first three episodes yeah it's it's the boys you know you're gonna see dicks yeah exploding bodies <sighs> All, all of it, you know? Yeah, and it starts off real strong. Um, I definitely say yeah. check it out three episodes in, so lot yeah. to lot to watch if you like it. All right, rad. Well, you know, we... actually, real yeah. quick, the you know the first two main the main characters of uh, Marie and Andre, they're both in the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, like a series oh, regular for they? the whole show. Yeah, it's. I thought that was interesting. They're both. The leads, the co-leads, I basically. I might they... remember. I never one watched or the show. Two of so them. I, I watched like the first season, maybe, maybe some of the second. So it's been quite a while. Um, okay. But yeah, I think I remember the guy. He was like a, he was a, a type of not a creature, but like a fairy type of person. Oh, he, okay. like, couldn't leave their house or something because he was, like, a ghost uh, or something. Okay. I don't know, something like that. I think that's who he was. Cool. Um, yeah, I just – I have two other movies that I saw in theaters. I I could just go over real quick sure. if you want. Okay, so I did see – last week I watched uh, Dumb Ass Money. Yeah, about damn. The, uh... <laughs> no, it's it's just Dumb Money. But, um, yeah, it's about the GameStop stock – stonks uh fiasco that happened uh like two years ago uh it's stars paul dano and pete davidson as brothers and seth rogan's featured a lot in it because he produced it but he's really only in the movie for like 10 minutes like he's in it a couple times throughout but he's not really important Mm, it's it's really about paul dano the guy who started the whole trend and made it huge uh and it's it is. It follows like five other people whose lives were affected by investing in the stock as well. Um, Sebastian Stan is the guy that made that Robinhood app that they use to buy the stock. Oh yeah, stock. Uh, and he has like a very douchey haircut. It's it's all fun and funny and and interesting. So yeah, it's a solid watch. But it, it's very much like those 
those other movies about like the big short and all those things where it's it's yeah. exactly what you expect it to be and it and what it needs to be kind of but anyways yeah so solid movie there's a documentary on netflix i think right now that just came out about it too oh really yeah they're trying to okay. get the heat if you watch that you probably would get more information real information out of it though than this movie yeah <laughs> uh but but yeah no good times and then the other movie I saw was this weekend I watched Saw X, the new Saw movie. Mm. Um, and uh, it's insane because they keep talking about how it's the first ever Saw movie that has a fresh rating on Rotten Tomatoes. And if I were to rate it against all of the other Saw movies, I would say it's probably in the bottom of the list. Oh, wow. For Saw movies for me. Uh the first this movie is two hours and like 13 minutes i think and the first like hour and 20 minutes is just him set up of him trying to get his cancer taken care of and the last like 40 minutes <laughs> is when he finally gets revenge on these people that fucked him up it, so didn't we ever already cover that story though like in the movies yeah 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 so so this movie what it does is it takes place it it only considers the first movie as canon and ignores all the other saw movies <laughs> and just tells you like a new continuation of like what he's doing while involving the other characters from from the saw from saw one basically like one now his apprentice but uh but yeah so it's very frustrating. I, I think that if I watched it on streaming and I could do something else while the first half of the movie played, I would like it a lot more. Mm -hmm. But it just really frustrated me because I was like, fuck off with this long, drawn out. Like, I know what's going to fucking happen. Let's just see the fucking traps, you know? Yeah, that's what you go for is traps. Because yeah. even the new uh, Spiral, it was like, yeah. oh, the detective's story which isn't that different from some saw movies but yeah there's traps they knew okay yeah. we need to have a trap every 12 so, minutes there's only one trap before the first half of the movie and it's a guy he sees in a hospital trying to steal like a ring and money out of a wallet of someone who's like in unconscious in a coma or something in a hospital bed right and then it shows this him torturing this dude and then the, the guy sees him and puts the money back and, like, leaves. And Jigsaw's like, good choice, you know? But it's just so funny to think that he would, like, murder a man for petty theft. Yeah. Like, this guy's... With a trap. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, and so part of, of part of my issues with the movie is, like, a lot of, of Jigsaw's appeal is, like, it's almost like vigilante justice where he's punishing, like, awful people. Right. But then in this movie, he's punishing people that fucked him over. But these people are like, he goes to Mexico. So it's these people that are already living in poverty that are doing this for money because they're in a shitty situation. They live in shitty situations. Like one of them is a prostitute and one of them is just a drug addict. Mm. And he's punishing them. <laughs> when all they were doing was like they were there for the money they weren't there because they like wanted to personally hurt him or anything like that you yeah know? but it, it's so funny that he's he's like justifying it in the movie and you're like 
dude, it's this isn't it, man. You're fucked. Like the the person that's like fucking over old people and stealing all their money, they're they totally kill that. Sure, but it's like this is just a like a sorry ass drug addict young woman. Yeah. Well, and his, you're gonna fucking cut her head off, dude. His okay. thing always was weird because, like, I remember he would got a a lot of the people too. It was like that they were wasting their life, right? Because like, yeah, he didn't have the gift of life, so it's like, okay, you're a drug addict. Well, yeah, quit drugs and yeah. appreciate your life or not. Um, yeah, but uh. So I think there was always an unfairness to what he did. Yeah, I mean, and, and that is part of it, right? It's like, it's not like they're actually justified ever, but he tries to do that. And it's just funny to think that uh, he, he's doing the vigilante justice in the way that Bat, Batman in Batman Begins was like, you know, I don't, I'm not going to kill you, but I don't have to save you. Mm-hmm. Which is also something that Casey Anthony would say. <sighs> Uh, okay, so who's really in the right here? The Casey Anthony, or yeah. not? She is like just like Batman. Okay. <laughs> uh, there, that's uh, a comic book. Casey Anthony <laughs> is Batman. Uh, anyways, yeah, no, that so that kind of that shit just kind of was really like they they kind of talk about it in the movie, and it, it kind of was like, man, look in a fucking mirror, dude. Uh, but but yeah no the twists mm. were fun at the end and the it's it's the last forty minutes of it is like a normal saw movie that's fun and got all the the stuff you would expect so if if you can see it on streaming and just skip the beginning it's like, it's a solid song yeah it seems like a lot of people that's what they like about it this one yeah. is the heart of it but like you know that I didn't want to see it because of the reason why I would want to see it it's like. Okay, if I'm going to see a Saw movie, it's going to be just a fucked up 90 yeah. minutes to two hours of stuff. And yeah. that's why I was like, I don't really want to see that. But I also don't want to see, like, not that, but then um, still yeah. that. <laughs> like, Yeah, and that, that's the, the emotional aspects of it really fell flat for me, too, because it, it was, like, trying to empathize. And you're like, no. And we've already <laughs> seen fuck? it. Like, we can't ignore the past nine movies. Yeah. When like it's the same guy and his same sort of backstory, we're just yeah, seeing the it. same message. It's that's what it felt like. Is the the reviews were fresh, but I feel like all the people giving it refreshed reviews. Like, when's the last time you watched a Saw movie? Did you only see the first one and then this one? Yeah, because they've all been like this. So yeah, I just want to know like how petty he'll get with like punishing someone with these traps like a guy cuts him in line mm-hmm. and he's like you think you can get through life with shortcuts well try you know like jesus christ man i spent two hundred fifty thousand dollars to make this thing <laughs> yeah. for you in eight months of my life <laughs> like he has to build all that shit himself <laughs> yeah. because yeah no one's helping it's him. like Hey, you're you're doing all this because you have cancer and you're gonna die soon. Maybe if you didn't do this, you could enjoy your own life longer. Yeah, seriously, this can't be helping uh. your cancer. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, anyways, saw X. That's that's socks. Socks to you. Yep. All right. Well, dope. 
that brings us to our review of the creator. Should we get into this? Yes. Let's talk about it. All right. Against the backdrop of a war between humans and robots with artificial intelligence, a former soldier finds the secret weapon, a robot in the form of a young child directed by Gareth Edwards. The director of Rogue One is, uh, is a big part of the marketing for this movie, but also, uh, did Godzilla and, uh, other movies, uh, monsters, old classic indie one. Um, so Chris, the creator, what did you think about this movie? Yeah. So I think that, uh, this movie is like, is visually flawless. It's like just an amazing looking movie. And they keep touting how it's like, it was made for less than a hundred million dollars, but it just looks so good. Yeah. It, it, really reminds me of like district nine how that when that came out and even now watching it it still looks amazing but how that movie was made on such a low budget also Mm -hmm. but the 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 design of the the weapons and the vehicles and like all the technology was really cool and that's just like this movie i think that the the design of all the cyberpunk aesthetic and shit was like really awesome and I love that a lot about it. And then I just feel like the uh, the story really fell flat and was, like, boring to me. And most of the time it felt like what they were doing didn't make any sense <laughs> uh, with how they're explaining the way their world works. So, yeah, it, it was kind of a frustrating experience because I was loving everything that I saw, but the the purpose for everything felt very silly and contrived how about you uh i really enjoyed it uh but yeah there's like i have a lot of issues similar to you about it um but i will say like when i saw the trailers this is a totally different movie than what i thought the movie was about yeah um, so I, I think that got me through a lot of it where I was just like, oh, at least, I mean, I, I, I thought it was going to be post-apocalyptic AI last humanity's last yeah. ditch effort to stop the AI uprising. Um, uh-huh. But it's not that. It's kind of the opposite yeah. of that almost. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a racism and accept, understanding and accepting people. Yeah. It's so pro AI that yeah. that kind of threw me off too. And also anti America also. Yeah. This is true. Which is sick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, I was also, kind of surprised by that stuff. So I also the sickest thing I think I think is uh Cyberpunk Vietnam. Yeah. <laughs> was like the coolest shit. Uh so yeah, I did enjoy it. I think still like I knew it was gonna be a guy escorting kid movie regardless um and i wasn't too stoked on that especially with the age of the kid where it's like more cutesy than precocious i i like the precocious kid with adults i think the young kids is gonna be like they're gonna be sweet and dumb okay yeah um so they're not gonna be really a character yeah in the in the sense that they have yeah normal sentience of a kid yeah, so th- there yeah. was that, and then, yeah, I think um, a lot of it just 
didn't make too much sense to me as well. I mean, it's just like it's passable, but I was like, yeah, I don't understand. This seems to be just going this way because the movie needs it to. Yeah, there's a lot else. of things that seem like they were like, why would they do this? And it's like, because it looks cool, and that's the only reason. Yeah, or they, they yeah. need to get to this next point, so yeah, let's just go with it. Um, but it is, like, super Star Wars-y. Like, there are Star Wars references in this from the uh, the American troops being uh, rebel troopers. Like, they look exactly like the rebel troopers um, from Re- uh, Return of the Jedi. Like, those costumes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and even the Yeah, Jedi there's, stuff. like, aliens references, it felt like, too. Mm-hmm. That, like, there's a character in, like, a power loader thing at one point. yeah. And yeah, but it seemed like this could have easily been set in the Star Wars universe about the rebels or the Republic going after like the last droids that were peaceful or something. Yeah. You know, that kind of story. Um, But yeah, ultimately, I was like really pleased with it. Um, And the visuals like so excited by that and to see that type of sci fi uh, on the big screen (laughs) was fun. Yeah. So I reviewed it pretty highly. But yeah, I think there's just something where it's like, uh, oh, this isn't going to be my top 10 because I didn't connect with it. Um, but we can get yeah. into some spoilers of that. I do say check it out. You'll enjoy seeing it on the big screen. I And I think it's like not story wise, maybe a wait for streaming. But I think like, no, go out to the theater and see this. Like it's worth yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, if yeah, if you really love sci fi, then it's like, why not go see it? Yeah, this is the one you want to see. Um, but yeah, getting into spoilers, um, the pro AI stance was really interesting because you just don't see that a lot in movies. It's always like how dangerous the AI will be, and here it's kind of like not even yeah. touch trying to broach that at all. It's really using AI as a stand-in for like another race or yeah. another type of form of life. Um, and it's not even talking about any of the, the like actual sci-fi elements of AI. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's yeah. The I talked a bit about it with you already, but the my problems with the movie were just none of the stuff really made sense why they were doing it or or like why they did stuff in general because it seemed like they wanted to find the creator of the ai but they also just wanted to kill them right Mm -hmm. and in the very beginning of the movie it shows this giant ship in the sky with this really cool laser that scans the surface as it floats over above ground and then it shows these like scuba dudes coming out of the beach and it, and the lasers scanning over the ocean so you think like oh man cool so they're like covert ops going in to avoid the lasers of this ship but then you find out that the ship is on their side mm-hmm. and how are they trying to do a covert mission with this giant fucking ship above them with a very bright blue beam that not only shows on the ground but also shows as it's falling from the sky like yeah like it, it's just like a as, waterfall like, of light yeah like a waterfall of blue light bright blue light like how 
are they doing anything secretive? It feels like, and it gets any, them every time. Get, yeah, get, it gets them every time. Okay, <laughs> they they see it, they fight, and they go to run away. And by running away, they get on boats and drive towards the ship that bombs them. It's like, what the fuck are you thinking? Yeah. Obviously, that thing is going to fucking bomb you. There are so many times like that where I'm like, and that was the other thing is that ship just seems like it will indiscriminately like nuke the shit out of whatever the fuck they want. Right. There's a bunch yeah. of scenes where it's like it bombs something and it's like that city's decimated. Yeah. And there was most a lot of civilians. Yeah. And there's city. like plenty of civilians. Clearly, they don't give a shit. And then there's way too many instances in this movie where they're fighting in a city where they know the targets are that they want to kill. And they don't just bomb the shit out of it and blow it to fucking hell. Yeah, like where the so, the the boy is. Yeah, the boy is there. They know it. And they have the ship next to them. But they're not blowing everything up. I don't get it. You know, that, that was like the things that I had an issue with, you know. Um, there's like a, a cool fight in the middle of the movie where they have this giant tank uh, that they bring in. Hmm. But it's just so bizarre that like... It is the U.S. military, right? But And they have that giant bombing ship, but they don't have any sort of, like, air support in that fight. Yeah. When they clearly so outclass everything, it's like, dude, you guys have infinite technology. If you're the U.S. military or whatever, and your mission is to, like, wipe these people off the face of the earth, why are you bringing one tank to a battle with the one thing that, if you destroy, will win the war? You know what's weird about it, though, that... I think it pushes itself a little too far in this regard, but cleverly the movie is in an alternate reality where robotics started to be developed in like the forties or fifties. So it, cause this could be a problem in um, if this movie were set in our time, it'd be like, okay, that AI would actually like probably reach its, the maturity we see in 2080. Or something. Yeah. And if that's the case, then we can't even fathom the technology we'd be using. And then you have a disconnect, right? Where it feels like, yeah, this is a movie about fighting AI, but we're still using like AR 15s. Like if it was just 29, <laughs> yeah. you know, so there's those problems. This movie, I think, I really like how that uh, it does that history and a really compelling like intro sequence that's like an infomercial or a commercial or something. Um, I really yeah. like that because I was like, okay, I can I can see this is very smart because we can play with our real world stuff, but advanced and off kilter. And we don't need to contend with like history, even our real history, right? Like there's events that probably never happened in their world yeah. that would have shaped geopolitics yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was very good. And maybe it, it, I always got this hint from the movie that like, okay, there's some lack of technology or, um, ability or like permission to do certain things, you know, like fly jets, air support. <laughs> so I don't know. I, like I said, I think it stretches itself too far to like, yeah. just do what it wants. Hey, we want tanks here and have it be. Yeah. Well, like. For example, you know, they show when he first goes to on his mission, he's in like a a jet that's like 
carrying a bunch of them as a mm. squad, you know. And there are other ships, like security ships, that fly around that chase them later on. Yeah. On the enemy side. Even. Ships exist. Yeah. So, like, ships exist and they use them in a militarized way. It's shown. But, yeah. And, and you know, it's like, like I've said in, I guess, in Avatar most recently, the newest Avatar is uh, Pandora. You know, they have the kid captured, <coughs> but they don't kill the kid. And then they have the main guy come to kill the kid. Why? I don't understand. Just kill the kid. You bomb bomb him. You know where he is. Like, they have him captured in their base. Yeah. Like it's over. They have the kid, and then they're like, "He only. We can't do it. He said he wants you to do it. What? And we'll let we'll let you. And we'll let you, even though you've already shown that like you want you don't really want it. It doesn't seem like you want to kill the kid whatsoever. Yeah, that makes no sense. And yeah, it is very. I don't understand why they couldn't just kill him. Like, what do they mean? We he won't let us. It's like you don't need the the guy on the bridge shoots him in the the kid with a gun, which means like yes, he can be you could shoot him. Yeah, he could. They could use you know melee weapons. They could use anything. It doesn't. It just fucking doesn't make sense. Yeah, that stuff is really that scenes especially was like you could have said something. That would have explained it away in a bullshit way, but they didn't even bother with that. And it was like, well, because it wants the, the the cute heartfelt moment where he says, "Oh, right. you know, stand by." But it's like, dude, to get that moment, you really had to make no sense. And they should have killed yeah. the kid way before that, like at yeah. every mo- possible moment. <laughs> it's like, why would you even like? Fuck? Yeah, get the kid on the helicopter and let's fly to base, like. Yeah. Okay, you don't know what that kid'll do. He could shut everything yeah. off in that moment. Like Yeah. I, it doesn't make sense. Was, and I guess you want to autopsy it, like, it or whatever point? it, but um yeah, that's dumb and like why the kid even follows John David yeah. Washington's character, which I guess cuz it's his son, you know, or daughter, whatever. Yeah. I, I don't even know yeah. what it was for a while, but uh the there's that, but it's like okay, the kid didn't know that so is it just this innate feeling towards him like and i didn't get why john david washington was so like accepting that the kid would just trust him (laughs) at any point yeah yeah and like is just like whatever about it i would be like you're tied up you're the weapon you know like i guess that's why i'm different than john david washington but yeah their whole thing (laughs) i didn't really I didn't get it, you know, it didn't connect with me that they were getting all that close. I mean, I think it's, like, crafted well in a, in a lot of ways, like having that standby, not off moment. And, you know, oh. there's a lot that does build of their relationship um, yeah. that I think is, uh, is structured well, but I just don't think it's, like, worked for me for whatever reason. Yeah, it's it's frustrating because, like, the, the, the standby mode bit, it's, like... They trust him enough to let him be the one to kill the kid. But then when a split second, they can't hear what he's, if he's saying something, they have to know what he's fucking saying. Uh-huh. Like, if you have to know what he's saying, don't trust him to yeah. kill the kid then. We assume he's like, saying it's say really something simple. bad. So, yeah. yeah. Like, what? There's just, yeah, there's just a lot of shit like that in this movie that was like, I just couldn't get past. I don't know. 
Yeah, and like the um, the base, the that ship that they're on the the Nimrod or whatever it is. Yeah, the, yeah. Um, <laughs> nomad. The Nomad. So weird, like no security on there to possibly yeah. stop these guys. The, okay, the that dude, that fucking ship, man. There's no security, but also okay. There's so many times, like I've already said, where why don't you just bomb the place they're at? Blah blah blah. But then once they're on that ship, they start bombing everything indiscriminately. Yeah, anyway. While they're on the ship, it's like then why didn't why didn't you just fucking do that in the first place? Yeah. Like if you really don't care about any of these cities and they could be possibly hiding the AI, then just fucking bomb them. Why are you doing it now? It's so weird. Like the the yeah, thing like, you're searching okay. for is on the ship. You don't need to bomb any place anymore. You have the thing that, where you want it to be. But now you're just going to bomb everything like as like a panic attack or something like panic fire all your missiles like what the fuck was that even about yeah because like i think i think it was because they got the coordinates from the kid or from something i forget what yeah but dude it's like 40 cities like yeah oh yeah now you now it's fine to kill that many innocent people because you know the coordinate is right like no, it's, it's bad. I mean, it does give us the thrilling moment of John David Washington almost about to get shot on a rocket <laughs> down to Earth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which I thought that, that sequence was pretty uh, pretty good. That was awesome. Like, oh, shit. I don't uh, even know what you're doing on those right now. That's a yeah. bad call, brother. <laughs> Throw the fucking bomb at it. Um, but, yeah, the thing goes down so easy. There's no security there it is such a weird ship where it's like dude you could stay that high why are you going so low to the ground when you go to the rebels bases and these rebels every time like this thing's cruising for like 20 minutes of the movie then the rebels go it's they're here like just because it like (laughs) turns a corner you could have seen it for two hours do you guys not have walkie talkies Put a guy on the other <laughs> side of the mountain when he sees it. Yeah. He calls yeah. and says, hey, it's coming. Because, yeah, it's like it's right above them. They're like, oh, it's, shit. It it's is here. frustrating that that never was talked about or a factor. The fact that this giant floating thing was never seen from far away because it's so obvious. And you'd think, like, do they not have satellites like monitoring where this fucker is at all times? I feel like yeah, America themselves would have a website that shows you where it is at all times yeah like just to fucking bo- to boast about it yeah, yeah. It, it's it's really weird and i guess like part of me enjoys that i wonder if like this was a star wars move movie like legitimately if we would even question that because like they do stupid shit in star wars you know that's like yeah, yeah. not not how you would really react and like there's just almost this magic to it where it's like oh yeah they don't see you know like yeah those, well that's you know see coming. and that's that's the magic with star wars what it is is they don't have technology that makes sense like we have at all and yeah. that's what this this movie does do that where it's like it is an alternate reality but it's still based in some sort of realism whereas like in star wars it's like these warp drives and fucking the right. like a bike that hovers so it's like and then and they pick and choose when their technology is like good and when it sucks and when it's like super analog and old school or if it's like yeah that's just so a switch true. instead of like a, a dial so it's like yeah they kind of skirt around all that shit with their 
the way that they portray. Yeah, because if nothing's real, anything can happen versus this. Yeah, it's like, no, we're going to apply it to what we know. And, like, anyone could, like... (laughs) Hey, just have a, like a radio thing. Oh, this radio crackles whenever the signal gets blocked. That means the ship's coming. Like we would even yeah. have that. So yeah, it's yeah. so it's so weird. Um, <laughs> and yeah, as the movie does go on, you know the the scenes are thrilling and look really nice. But then you you're definitely kind of like, all right, what the hell? Just wrap yeah. this up. But yeah, I mean. The fucking robots are so sick. All the the AI yeah. robot people, they all look so fucking cool. The weapons all look so sick too. The little designs on them, like extra pieces that just made them look like extra angular. Yeah, the just pistols awesome. and stuff. Yeah, the so cool. Bomb robot. I was it was such a bummer that uh, he goes to meet up with his friend just to get his friend's love of his life and friend <laughs> killed. Like man, yeah. that guy sucks for that guy so bad. I know. He was like, "Hey, check out this crazy kid I got." You're gonna die. Yeah, he's like, you weren't followed, were you? Uh oh. He's like, yeah, you fucking definitely was. (laughs) And a kid says, they're coming Uh, for me. And then you're like, well, I guess it's a good time to answer the door for the ice cream. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, God. Maybe they didn't know. I don't know. But yeah, it's like that shit's (laughs) just happening to make the movie propel forward. But you're like, okay, none of this seems true. Yeah. But despite that, yeah. cool movie. Visually, like I said, oh, visually and Janney flawless. Man. Being the fucking <laughs> yeah. shithead general person. Uh, Love that yeah. for her. They should do a movie with where her and the uh, the villain, Scott Lang, from, uh, yeah. what the fuck's his name? Uh, from Stephen Lang. Avatar, Stephen Lang. Yeah. They should do a movie where they're like villains together. That would be good. Because... With the, I love her type of military bad guy villain where you respect them, too. Yeah. Like, because she straight up was like, I got to get my guys, leave without me. Yeah. And you're just like, yeah. fuck. She's about it. She's not like yeah. a, she's not a coward. She's about that yeah. life. So. She's like, I will get in the shit. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. So you're like, okay, cool. You might be the bad guy, but pretty sick. Respect. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah well cool any other thoughts about the creator I think that's it for me alright well that's the creator and this is beat it movie reviews Chris what's coming up in the future yeah so uh, this next week we have uh, coming up the exorcist believer Oh God! I gotta catch up on the Exorcist <laughs> movies. I'm, uh, I'm not yeah, I've, up I've, on those. I've never watched them, so I don't. But I think what we will watch for sure is uh, that new movie, Totally Killers, coming out on Amazon Prime. That's that Kiernan Shipka time travel horror movie. Oh yeah, gotta where, watch that. Yeah, yeah, we're watching that for sure. I'm sure we'll we'll we will uh, review that one. Back to but the then future also VHS movie. VHS 85 is coming out on Shudder. Oh, this perfect. Week as well. Okay, yeah. So, those two will be awesome. Get to stay in. Uh, Loki Season 2 comes out this week, also starts. Oh, interesting. And Our Flag Means Death Season 2. So, yeah. Right. I didn't finish Season 1 of that. 
Yeah, I liked it a lot, but uh, but I also kind of felt like if it didn't come back for a season two, I wouldn't be upset. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Loki. Like kind of, I think I'll get into it, but um, I'm not like super excited about it. But yeah. I think I just need to get back in the vibe because I do remember liking season one. Yeah. Right, was cool. a high point for the MCU on TV stuff. Yeah. Started strong. All right, everybody. Well, this is Beat It Movie Reviews, and we'll see you next week. Bye.